Hello, listener. You have clicked on the latest episode of the Michigan Soccer Central podcast. Your weekly dip into the world's game here being played in the Great Lakes state of Michigan. My name is Robert Kerr. Happy to be with you. Give you updates, interviews, and perspectives about the game of soccer. Uh, the game... Uh, we, we hold close to heart. Uh, there was a big game over the weekend, and we've got reactions from a fan in the stands as well as one of the players down in the action. But few a couple updates as we know the game does not stop ever. There's never a day off in soccer, especially here in Michigan as uh, the Midwest Premier League this afternoon. We are recording on Monday late. On the 21st, uh, they announced their conference lineup, which includes 27 teams. And in the East Conference, 11 Michigan-based sides, including BIH Grand Rapids, Cedars FC, Detroit Union FC, Grand Haven Admirals, Inter Detroit, who we talked to on the podcast not too long ago, Lansing Common, Livonia City FC, Michigan Jaguars, Michigan Stars, Brand new Tulip City United and the West Michigan Bearings. So that will provide uh, a whole lot of soccer action. And very exciting that uh, there is a a division of so many clubs comprised right here in Michigan. Uh, As you've seen on the Michigan Soccer Central socials, tryouts and player announcements for uh, summer league sides are going off left and right. Including uh, today, uh, announce of the tryouts for brand new side, Troy United. Just shout out to them. Club getting off the ground, I believe, is going to be playing in the MPSL. And even closer to home, my very own Oakland County FC had a couple of updates in the last week or so as well. Uh, at the end of last week, announcing that they are going to be playing home matches at Royal Oak High School this year as well as uh, uh, yours truly and a good friend um, were uh, named to the Oakland County FC Supporters Trust Board as co-directors, and I just happen to have my co-director with me. Say hello, Mr. Luke Zagorski. Hi, Rob. Happy to be, happy to be with you, buddy. Yeah, and uh, not to put any pressure on you, uh, I'm excited that you're making your podcast debut with me, old buddy. And uh, I couldn't be more excited to be uh, leading the way and uh, creating something new for uh, the Oakland County FC Supporters Trust Board with you. Yeah, me too, Rob. It's been a long time coming. It's been uh, a long time in the works. Obviously, COVID derailed it big time, but uh, the, ent- the enthusiasm never left. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are interested in seeing what we can do with this trust and really take the trust and the club forward a little bit, galvanize the fan base a little bit, and uh, and just, you know, the world is our oyster with this thing. Let's see what we can do. I mean, the first, the first event I covered uh, surrounding Oakland County FC was that they were moving down the street. I had a club for uh, three seasons literally down the street from my house. But then I became a a real part of it as a director of this trust, and and really sky's the limit. We can can take this uh, any direction we go, and uh, I couldn't be more excited to really have a hand in uh, guiding the way and uh, helping out our club. 
Absolutely. The first step for us is to reach out to the actual trust members themselves who have waited very patiently for an opportunity to voice their hopes for the club and their hopes for the trust. And uh, we're going to be talking to as many people as we can over the next couple of weeks to see what they want to see from us. Yeah, it's going to be great uh, to uh, to help uh, rudder a ship and, and really create something that wasn't there before and uh, <laughs> outside of just doing podcasts and stuff like that. But there was a big game, a USL championship game, that went down uh, on, on Saturday. Detroit City FC hosted their first USL championship game, and you were out there uh, yourself. Tell us about your experience down there in Hamtramck on a uh, not-so-sunny Saturday. Yeah, myself and uh, Ben Rohde from Livonia City were out there. Uh, the weather was a bit miserable. I don't think either team could really play their own game because of the conditions. It was like... Uh, it was like kicking around a wet piece of cake for a long, for a long periods of the game, but uh, the, I tell you what, the team looked very impressive uh, going forward and at the back as well. Um, the the stadium absolutely erupted with the goal in the fiftieth minute, but uh, even before then, I, I got to give a shout out to Billy Forbes, one of our new faces. He looked absolutely terrific in the middle. Uh, Reese Williams played great. Uh, Maxi was Maxi. And the whole team just looked solid from from top to bottom. And I think we're going to give, I say we because I am a DCF fan, it's hard not to be when you're in Detroit. It's hard not to be swept up in the, in the craziness that is DCFC. And uh, I, I think I think the team are going to really turn some heads in USL Championship this year. I really, really do. And it was, a, it was, a, it was an entertaining game in its own way. And uh, honestly, the result was not a surprise. For uh, those listeners who haven't had the pleasure to meet uh, Luke Sigorski, I do tr- call him a, a a super sports supporter. I have never met a person that has so much like a blood boiling passion for so many different teams and so many different things. Uh, it's really impressive. Uh, so your blood boils purple, but it also goes for LaRouge. A little bit. I've got multicolored blood. <laughs> Manchester United red as well. Cardiff City blue, which is my hometown team. Yeah, I got all sorts of colors going on, Rob. Don't judge me. No, I'm not at all. It's a, it's a tip of the cap. Uh, to have that much passion for, for that many outfits is awesome. So from uh, just a spectator, you know, you, you went up and you watched from the, the family side, I, I, I assume. Uh, was the experience any different or was it just like going to the games last year? I think the expectation level was a little bit different. Nobody really know knows what to expect from this year and uh, on a multitude of levels. But uh, like I said, the team were not embarrassed. They were they were up for the fight. Every pass was contested, and um, I think every player gave a good account of themselves. And the, the the crowd were really, really behind the team, as we have all come to expect from DCFC crowds. Yeah, it was a great event. Before we move on to our player interview with forward Pato Bateo Faz, um, what are kind of your hopes after seeing uh, them, the new team? Uh, for the first time uh, in 2022, well, what's your 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 way too early prediction? Playoffs. You think they can make it? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I absolutely do. There are a lot of well-established pros and clubs as a whole in USL Championship, and uh, this is definitely going to be a fox among the hens situation. It really is. There's a lot of there's a lot of hard-nosed pros at DCFC as well. 
a lot of our guys know how to play this game and they're not going to be uh, overmatched at all. So I'm calling it right now, playoffs. Wow, that's a bold claim. That's a bold claim because uh, I don't think odds makers had them uh, that high at all. Um, before we move into the interview, uh, what's the next thing uh, that you're uh, adamantly watching this week? You know, probably the NCAA tournament. My wonderful fiance is a big Purdue fan, and I've kind of gotten sucked into all that as well now that my Buckeyes are out. So, but uh, no, I'm a, yeah, I've been uh, advised that I'm a big Boilermakers fan for the rest of my life, so uh, I have to stick with them from now on. Yeah, uh, so you're always a Boilermaker, forever a Boilermaker, I guess. I guess so. I guess so. Well, uh, Luke Sigorski, uh, my co-director at uh, the Oakland County FC Supporters Trust and Super Sports Fan, thank you so much uh, for joining me on Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. And now, for your listening pleasure, forward for Detroit City FC, Mr. Pato Bateo Faz. All right, up next, I'm pleased to get... uh, uh, perspective very very close in the action in fact involved in the action I'm pleased to uh, be joined by Ford for Detroit City FC who has started in both games in this very young season including Saturday's 1-0 win at Keyworth it is Pato Bateo Faz thank you for joining me on Michigan Soccer Central podcast no of course of course thank you for having me so uh, first off have you dried off yet uh, it's still drying off right now, actually. It was a wet, messy day for the game on Saturday. It wedged in between beautiful days at the end of last week and here today at the beginning of uh, uh, the, the, the new week. Uh, but it was a wet uh, downpour and uh, the field was soaked. Uh, can you tell us about the experience of uh, that first home game uh, of the year? Uh, yeah, honestly, it was unbelievable because we didn't know if people were still going to to show up since it was very, very rainy and very, very cold. Um, I knew the Northern Guard was going to show up because they always show up, doesn't matter what. But, you know, the rest the rest of the stadium, we didn't know if it was going to be packed. But it it was like any other game, you know, it was it was great, uh, like always. And yeah, obviously when it's rainy and when it's when it's cold, it makes it a little harder. But I think we're we're more used to it than the other teams. That's why it's kind of hard to play in keyword. I was thankfully uh, in the luxury of a couch to watch it on the television <laughs> this week. It was a very very close game, just a, a one nil decision. What can you tell us about your role in the game and and kind of how you you felt it? It going like how what was the feeling for you and the team in the midst of that uh close game yeah i think it started a little bit hectic just because it was the home opener you know the crowd was there it's a lot of uh, a lot of anxiety you know when you're first you know playing in front of that of that crowd again uh so it started hectic for for both teams so i don't think we were, we were playing very good till maybe like the 25th minute of the first half that's when we really started you know to get it going you know, as a, as a target forward, and those games are, are kind of tough because it's a kind of you gotta hold the ball up top with the uh, two center backs, and and it's rainy and it's uh, just just a scrappy game. You know what I mean? So that game was definitely tough for me, but um, you know I always try to do my best to to help my team, not just you know by by scoring goals or trying to score goals, but you know more than that, trying to hold the ball up top and and give them. Uh, depth when they when we need to 
and hopefully score goals, yeah. So Detroit City does make the breakthrough uh, early in the second half to uh, a very uh, explosive celebration. Everybody uh, goes to the coaching staff. Walk us through that moment, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a great goal. You know, I didn't know how good it was till I watched it after the game. Uh, but the, the, the link-up play was, was pretty good. Uh, started with, the, with like, a throwing, and then uh, we switch the field, and we do a little little combination. Then Maxi switches the ball to, to Reese. He does his thing in the in the wing, crosses the ball. Uh, I dummy the ball. Maxi takes a shot, and then Antoine puts it in. Uh, and I thought he was going to go to the supporters, actually, because he was running that way at first. And then he switched directions and, and went to the, to the coaching staff with – which I wasn't mad about. It was it was pretty cool. Uh, I thought Trevor was gonna have a heart attack or something, <laughs> but it was it was a good one. You thought he was gonna have a heart attack just because he got mobbed by everybody? Yeah, everybody was jumping on him. <laughs> yeah, so so he doesn't get uh, people don't jump on him uh, every day, huh? Nah, not at all. He be he's he does some some crazy stuff in training that uh, I'll keep it a secret. But no, we don't jump on him. <laughs> So he does some wild stuff that we no one can know about. Yeah, he he, he does some some bicycle kicks here and there. He, oh. he doesn't tell anybody. So there's some secret some secret athleticism left there. That's fun. Oh, for sure, for sure. He even be lifting with us sometimes. That's how that's how he is. Oh, uh, the man never ceases to amaze. Um, so I guess <laughs> uh, while we're talking about the coach, uh, what's his message been uh, here in the early season? Uh, so I, he's pretty, he's pretty, um, straight, straight up with us. Just, you know, work harder than the other team. If, if we work harder, we're always going to have, we're always going to have a chance and we don't have to be necessarily better that day. Cause you know, there's some, some days where you, you're not going to be the better team, but if you work harder, if you run more and, and, and yeah, just work harder. You're, you're going to have a good chance to win. So that's our main goal every single game because sometimes you're not going to play your best game, but if you work hard, then you're going to have a chance regardless. So that's that's the main the main focus for him, I think, so far. Is even if you're not the best team, you're the hardest working team? Was that what it was? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, some, some teams are going to have better players than us, but if we work harder, then we're always going to. We always gonna have a chance. I still think we have a, a pretty good team, regardless. And speaking of the team, obviously, uh, we just only had the second uh, match week of this new season. The coaching staff and the management was tasked with uh, putting together a new team in a new league. Uh, How was uh, the team coming together? Uh, good. I think that's what Trevor does best. He knows what personalities to bring to the team. And what type of players he wants on the team. So I think that's that's been the best. That's his best attribute. Sorry, obviously coaching as well. But he, it's very hard to put a new team together and make it click so fast. Outside of the field, we all get along super well. It's a great group of guys. So I think that helps us on the field as well. What are some of the the small activities and uh, and games and stuff, things in training that uh, keep that competitive edge, but it seems like there's, at least from the outside perspective, it seems like uh, there's some traditions and stuff he sparks right away. What are some things, without giving too much away, like what's something small that he has guys do so it's both competitive and fun? 
Um, you know, before the day before the games, we usually have a, a three team tournament, we call it. Uh, and it's a 77, uh, three teams. Uh, and then everybody plays each other twice. And then for every win, you get three points. For every draw, you get a point. You lose, you don't, you don't get points. And yeah, we always, you know, we kind of mix up the teams a little bit every, every Friday. And, and we play that, that three team tournament that everybody, everybody likes. It's competitive. It's fun. And then, you know, winner gets a picture at the end. So it, it makes it cool. Yeah, I've definitely seen those pictures, so it's good to get a little bit of a background on there. Are there, and that's before every uh, match week, uh, you, or the, the the day before a match? You say that's that's when you play the three the three team tournament. Yeah, every every Friday we play the day before the game. You don't necessarily have to go into them, but is there more uh, like things like that, like little traditions and stuff like that? He 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 puts into the the routine. Uh yeah yeah we we have a few you know certain um. I guess games like like possession games that we do that people like to do that get competitive as well. Uh, we still need a ref and stuff like uh, Javi refs. Uh, Coach Javi he 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 does the refing every now and then because sometimes it gets too competitive, so people get people get mad and stuff. But but it's always love. It's always fun. Uh, once the the practice ends, everybody's you know laughing about it and stuff. Well, I mean, you guys wouldn't be here if you didn't have that uh, uh, fierce competitive edge. Um, and speaking of competition, you guys have played two games. It's early doors, obviously, but uh, you were here uh, uh, last year playing at a different uh, in a different league in a different level. What can you say about uh, the experience of uh, the the first two games in USL Championship? And has there been like an obvious jump up in uh, quality of play or difficulty of play yeah so i think the first the first thing you we're gonna see uh you know the the, the people coming coming from from lisa right is that we're gonna play in actual soccer stadiums i guess most teams have like soccer football stadiums uh like you know the san antonio game that was a perfect example uh of that uh and i think like in Nisa, we were probably the only you know us and maybe a one or two more teams that, that had that, you know what I mean? And it actually felt like a professional uh, environment, which which uh, it's tough to, to do uh, when you're playing in a, in, in, in a league like that. I'm not saying the players weren't, weren't, weren't good because there's some quality players in Nisa. There still is, you know. When it comes to the level, yes, I think overall the, the USL Championship, I think it's pretty obvious it's a better, it's a better level, but I also think there's there's a lot of really good players in Nisa, like a lot of really good players that could be playing in the championship as well, or like USL League One. What are the things that you notice? Like, are you getting closed down quicker, or just the the quality that is just like passing from the opponent? I, I guess what's uh, what, what's because I haven't been there in person yet. I wasn't able to come this last yeah. Saturday. Like, what what what's like something that would strike the eye as 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 an improvement, or as a player, like something you know, like oh, like you know, we're getting serious here. Yeah, yeah. For me personally, I think every team is more um, organized, like a lot more organized. Everybody like knows their role, knows what they're doing. They've been playing together probably for for longer time. So there are teams that you know they know they have an identity and they know what they're doing. Uh, and then when it comes to like an individual standpoint, I think yeah, it's the game is it's faster. Uh, you don't have as much time on the ball, 
and yeah, I think it's more maybe more physical. I want to say, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the right the right word because initially it was it was pretty it was tough too. You know, I got I got hit pretty every game pretty much. Uh, just how getting hit here as well. So, but but yeah, definitely faster. I think the decision making is to be quicker. That's that's an interesting take, and uh, definitely yeah, everything just is increased and speed just keeps going up and up and up. Um, is there uh, an opponent that um, kind of like is something that you've circled on the calendar or is it literally like next week, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, that's the only thing I'm thinking about? Yeah, so for me, it was definitely San Antonio, you know, because I'm, I'm from, from San Antonio. So I really wanted to play that game. And, I, you know, I thank uh, God and, and, and Trevor for, for giving me that opportunity to play that game. But yeah, other than that, I think every week, I think every game is going to be tough, you know, and uh, I don't think there's easy games in the USL. And, you know, I, I followed the league last season and, and, and years before that. And the the thing is that everybody beats everybody, right? Like we just saw last week, Vegas beat Phoenix and uh, Tulsa beat someone else. And then Tulsa had just lost to Charleston and, you know, everybody just beats everybody. So. It's it's a fun league to play in because, you know, every week you have to be at your best. To where like last year, I'm not saying we knew we were gonna win every game, but I think we knew we were better than every other team in the league when it came to to quality as a team and and our and our coaching and stuff. We we knew we were better, but we also uh, knew we had to to work hard and outwork other teams if we wanted to win, which we did. That's why we we won so many games. But for this one, you just have to be at your best every game because if you make a mistake, you're going to pay for it. Speaking of, you spoke on it earlier about uh, the teams that you're playing. Uh, they've got more experience playing together as a group. And I guess it's just the benefit of just like being at an established professional environment is, you know, <laughs> players are able to see out contracts and be with the same team for multiple years on end. Like that's a... Uh, you know, a whole quality unto itself that, you know, that didn't really exist because Nisa, you know, wasn't even, uh, you know, the league wasn't even that old. So, you know, a lot of those teams weren't together for a long time. That's, that's a, a definitely a, 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 an aspect to keep in mind of like familiarity is a very uh, underrated quality in a team, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I also think uh, the players you put on a team matter a lot. I think every single player Trevor brought to this team, uh, he did it with a purpose. You know, he's seen them play before. He knows they will fit the players coming back and his system. So I think that made it easier. But yeah, I mean, it's always it's always good to to play with with the same players for for more than one season. You know, because you build it, that chemistry. And just like uh, that, that first game against San Antonio was a homecoming uh, quite a bit for you and Maxi, and, and maybe uh, another. But uh, I know that uh, Detroit City FC is not your first uh, Michigan-based teammate you played for. You, an earlier stop in your career, you, and you actually, I believe, you scored your first professional goal with with Lansing Ignite. Um, can you tell us about that experience up there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played for Lansing uh, 2019. That was my rookie year uh, coming out of college. Uh, I loved I loved Lansing, honestly. It was it was a great time. We had a great team. You know, we had a, 
a pretty good season. We ended up coming short in this, uh, lost in the semifinals, but I, I had a great time in in Lansing. I thought uh, Coach Nate Miller, you know, some some people might not like this, but I thought he was great. I thought he was a great coach. He taught me so many things and made me uh, a way better player. So, yeah, I had a, I had a great time in Lansing. The next question I have is from an eight-year-old player. Uh, here's a, an eight-year-old asks, he wanted to know, why did you come to Detroit City FC in the first place? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I knew of Detroit because I had a couple friends playing here. Uh, you know, Tendai was one of them. And Maxi was already signed. He was already here in Detroit. And I was trying to figure out where was my next move. And once the Detroit opportunity came about, I knew right away I wanted to come here because, you know, I've, I've talked to, to people, you know, I've seen the games, I saw Tender play, I saw the crowd, I saw everything. So, uh, and then I knew how good Trevor was, you know, from, from people talking about him and stuff. I just, it was the perfect, perfect fit for me. I thought at the moment and it ended up being the perfect fit once I, once I came here. We've got another game coming up at the weekend at home versus Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Uh, can you walk us through, like, what are the steps of the week? Because uh, it's Saturday to Saturday, like a, a full week between games. Uh, what's, what is what is that week of prep or recovery and, pr- and preparation? What, what do those, uh, th- those steps look like? Yeah, so obviously you play on Saturday. The first thing in your mind is, you know, recover. Uh, so we, we get Sundays off, right? Uh, so yesterday was our was our day off and we today uh it was more of a recovery day but you know some people that didn't get a lot of minutes they they train today pretty hard and the people that got you know a good amount of minutes we usually do some recovering and then some lifting as well so we got a, a lifting session uh tomorrow is regular practice uh probably the hardest day of the week on tuesday because that's when you want to push it's not close to to game day so that's when you get your fitness and, and you're running in and stuff, and we'll probably have another lifting session. Uh, Wednesday varies. You know, we it just varies on the coaching stuff. Thursday, just another regular day of practice. Uh, Friday, just pregame practice. Pregame practice is when we do the three-team tournament and all that fun stuff. And it's not too hard, obviously, because you don't want to kill yourself the day before the game. And then, obviously, we play on Saturday. Uh, is there any time in the week, uh, have you already even done it, uh, or w- will there be time to uh, kind of look ahead at uh, the incoming Pittsburgh side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every every day, actually, we look at something different. So, you know, tomorrow we might focus on how they defend or how they attack. Uh, the next day we might focus on the set pieces. Uh, you know, it's one day... Of each week we focus on something and you know because if you put every like the whole information on one day you it might be too much information at once so we, they break it they break it down throughout the week so it makes it makes it easier for us the coaching staff does a good job doing that nice so 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 it's just like little bit of chunks throughout the day so just to keep your mind focused on that and not get overloaded that that sounds like a great approach because i imagine if you're just sitting in a room watching someone else's game for hours on loop it's it's no fun yeah, exactly. So say, I don't know, this is just an example, right? Say tomorrow we're focusing on uh, how they defend, right? Uh, we'll probably watch a little bit of film before we head out to practice on some clips on how they defend, and then we'll try to 
mimicking practice and, and, and practice that. With that game in mind uh, at the weekend, what what are uh, can you share what your your goals might be for the season? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I just want to. I, I don't like putting myself like individual goals. I think that's just putting pressure on yourself, and it's like how many goals I'm gonna score, or how many assists, or how many minutes, stuff like that. I don't like to put pressure on myself like that. I just like to enjoy it. You know, just play the game. But I mean, I said, just help the team as much as I can. Same same goals I had last year. Just help the team as much as I can, and try to to keep the winning culture here in Detroit, and hopefully hopefully make uh you know make playoffs and then and then go from there. Excellent, excellent stuff. Well, hopefully this winning streak continues this weekend. You can see our guest Pato Bateo Faz in action once again on ESPN Plus or down at Keyworth Stadium. Uh, thank you so much for uh, spending time and giving us some great insights on the team and uh, just uh, in the moment where uh, Detroit City FC is right now. Thank you so much for joining Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. No, thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. does it for this week's edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Big thank you to my guest, co-director of the Oakland County FC Supporters Trust, Mr. Luke Zagorski, and then Ford for Detroit City FC, Pato Bateo Faz. Thank you. And uh, learning a little bit about uh, Coach Trevor James apparently has some tricks up his sleeves and possibly does bicycle kicks in training so thank you for that little insight pato um keep uh, your eyes peeled on michigan soccer central across all the socials like i said at the top of the show there has been player announcements there has been uh tryout announcements uh left and right for all the summer league so between this full length uh usl championship season and uh the the summer leagues including USL 2, and in the Midwest Premier League, uh, we have a truly uh, spectacular and packed summer of soccer ahead, not to mention uh, the women's sides and uh, MPSL and all the other uh, leagues that are rolling. So there'll be a million different things to cover. So definitely send an email to uh, Central at gmail.com if you want to help uh, cover teams or leagues or regions uh all the help we can get is uh the best and definitely here in michigan soccer central i am trying to get as many perspectives and voices as possible onto this show and thank you to my guests again tonight and all the guests we've had on the show and be sure to go back through the podcast history the michigan soccer central podcast history and check out some of our uh, guest interviews in the past there's Lots of good ones from a diverse uh, array of roles and uh, experiences in uh, 
the world's game here in Michigan. So uh, thank you to uh, the MSC core team. Uh, Jenny Heisnacki for editing the program as always. And uh, until next week, everybody, enjoy your soccer.